SAFM, leading the conversation. And let's now speak to Mr. Jeremy Daniel, the author of Siakolisi Against All Odds, a book that I've been reading, as I mentioned, over the past few days. It was actually given to me by Michelle Constant. Thank you, Michelle, for this uh, wonderful book. Jeremy, good evening, sir. Thank you very much for speaking to us here on SAFM. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm just going to start just to get clarity because we saw that tweet from SA Rugby that Sia had nothing to do uh, with the book. What did you make of that and how do you respond to that? Um, well, I thought it was fair enough. You know, Sia, he hadn't read the book at that stage, so he just wanted to make sure that in case there was anything dodgy in there that, uh, you know, it wasn't uh, an official autobiography. Yeah. So I wasn't too fussed about it. Uh, we wanted him to be involved. We we waited for months and months and months until uh, Rassi said, listen, he doesn't want the boys distracted this year and uh, Sia is just too busy. So we just uh, went ahead with an unofficial biography. But it's a wonderful book, well written, traces his journey from the streets of Zwede. Why did you feel that it was important just to document the rise and the journey of Sia Kolisi, Jeremy? Oh man, I mean, what a story, what yeah. a guy. It's uh, it's really the, uh, a case of somebody who's just pulling themselves up by their bootstraps against all odds, fighting his way to the top. It it it, it almost reads like a fairy tale. If it mm-hmm. wasn't true, many of us would say this is just uh, somebody made this up. It's just, it's really an incredible story and very inspiring to, to anyone who's... Uh, you know, struggling and wondering if they can make it all the way in whatever profession they're doing, not just rugby, obviously. I was about to ask, what do you want people to take out of this book? Well, um, in one sense, the the great thing about Sia's story is that for a change, the system really worked, you know. This was a kid who was spotted early on. He was encouraged all the way. The schools came through for him at the right time. The, the, The academy at province came through at the right time. So the system can work for you, and and it's, you know it's an example that hopefully we can follow and expand for more players to come through. Um, I'd love people to see that 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 their dreams come true, that it can happen, and also how dedicated Sia was to this. You know, he wasn't like many of the other guys who had a plan B. You know, this was it for him. So that focus is really just something impressive. And and you seem to have spoken to a lot of people that were close to Sia there. You really traced back his journey as from somebody from PE. I mean, I can agree with that. I know exactly all the places that you talk oh, really? about. No, yeah, African <laughs> Bombers, that's our team there, the Denkeke yeah. Stadium. But it also seems like it was important for Sia uh, to have a lot of role models around him. I mean, Coach Eric was there and even the coach from, from, from Gray, Mr. Carlson. Yeah, that's right. You know these guys. Huh? <laughs> um, I spent uh, quite a bit of time in PE just talking to people, uh, going to visit the stadium, the school, M. Sengeni, listening to how his uh, teachers spoke about him. And uh, everyone is one of those guys who, as soon as you mentioned his name, everyone's got some story that they want to tell or some connection to Sia. So it was very heartwarming and, and gratifying, and I, I loved being in the area. And to see the passion for rugby in, in that part of the world is, is really quite something. Yeah, those who don't know, we play, we love our rugby there in PE. We actually love it more than football. Would you, would you say, though, his journey or his world was opened when he got to Gray? Because when he got there, it seemed like it was a different culture. It was a new environment. And, and he actually embraced it. Yeah, absolutely. He, he embraced it. He struggled a bit. His language yeah. skills were, 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 were difficult for him to, to uh, turn around. Um, but I, I think he saw his... His world opening up, and you know what? Something just as basic as like three meals a day for mm. a kid, 
like that who's been relying on on sort of uh, eating whatever he can when whenever he can to have that structure in his life. There's even a section where we we found out where he used to say like he couldn't believe that people had a specific time when they're supposed to brush their teeth. Mm. You know, he really thrived on the structure because his, his his childhood was kind of chaotic. So the structure uh, really really helped really helped him. You know, and even socks. You got socks for the first time. And great. socks. That's right. <laughs> 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 I and, love those little touches of a, of a person's life. And know? also what I saw in this book was that there were actually more players, other players more talented probably than him in his team. Uh, the likes of Papa Mahoy that you speak about, the likes of Zolani yeah. Faku. I know Sisamaf was also mentioned in this book. But but what made Sia stand out for you? Well, Sia learned early on. He wasn't the biggest guy, you know, so he learned how to take care of himself on the pitch. And uh, a lot of his coaches kept saying, he was a great reader of the game. He knew that he didn't have the bulk yet when he was kind of in uh, grade seven, eight, nine. You know, so he learned. He really learned how to read the game. And then in the later years, when that strength came through, when that weight came through, then he was able to keep the the skills and to apply his physical pressure, and it just made him this incredible standout player. You know, and yeah. and and inspiring and friendly, and everyone loved him. I mean, he was just the perfect choice for captain i was surprised that he wasn't captain at school level yeah i thought they would really go for it yeah yeah but I'm, I'm i'm happy how you traced his journey even through the baby box team because a lot of people only see him now at the stormers or the springbok captain some will say it was a token appointment but this is a guy like you said that really came through the system even went to stellenbosch to spend some time there before he went to the stormers yeah and he put in his time man. he really did every single step of the way he was there his first guy at training last to leave uh, dedicated, lots of ups and downs, lots of injuries that he's come through from. So, I, I, I mean, I think the, the tokenism charge is absolutely unfounded. I, 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 I don't think people are really saying that anymore, but mm. certainly when he was main captain, there was that kind of comment out there. But, uh, no, he's proven everybody wrong. And not only is a great rugby player, but he's a, he's a great family man. You, you you mentioned in the book how he actually went to go look for his siblings, having separated with them at a young age, and then he found them, and he said he's not leaving them behind. He wants to go live with them in Cape Town. Yeah, I know. I mean, I was tearing up when I was writing that part. It's just really amazing. He, uh, you know, these siblings who had gotten lost in the system, and he didn't know how to get hold of them. He went year after year back to, back to uh, Zuide to look for them, Finally made contact with a cousin. I won't give too much away, but yeah, yeah he, he he brought them to Cape Town, and and then just to culminate the journey when he takes his younger brother back to to Gray to kind of go on the same journey as him. It's a, it's a beautiful story. Okay, I'm also not giving, not going to give too much away. But <laughs> finally, how do you describe the relationship with his with his father? Um, I think there's probably a lot of regret from him that it wasn't as close. He didn't have the opportunity to to really live with him and grow with him and, and get that sort of father figure. So he turned to a lot of other men to be father figures. He's always wanted it to be strong, and he's tried his best to encourage that relationship. And, uh, you know, in, in his in his mature days, he, he was able to reach out to his dad and get his dad much more involved in his mm. life. But I think, yeah, I think he's one of those kids who really wanted that strong father figure around him, didn't have it, and, and looked around for, for someone else to fill that role. And now him as a dad, you know, you can see that he doesn't want to have that same mistake. He's all in with his kids. Okay, Jeremy, we'll leave it yeah. there. Lovely work. The rest of the story is in the book. So go out there and get the book, Sia Kolisi, Against All Odds, written by Jeremy Daniel. Thanks for your time, Jeremy. Thank you so and much. And great work. Great speaking to you.
Thank you, author, screenwriter, and musician, the lead author of the Road to Glory series of sports biographies for younger readers, published by Jonathan Ball Publishers. That is Jeremy Daniels uh, speaking to us here about Sia Colise's book. We'll have to leave it there. Time has flown by so fast. You could think that we're at the World Champs in Doha already, but we are out of time, folks. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow between 6 and 7 p.m. on SA, on Flashback Fridays on SAFM Spot On.